here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811-877-381-3811, student loans. The federal government under Obama nationalized the student loan program. There really are no more private student loan businesses. To the extent they even exist, they are effectively subsidiaries of the Department of Education. Now, that means you and your children and your grandchildren are handing out student loans. And the federal government, meaning you, are on the hook right now for $1.6 trillion in student loans. $1.6 trillion. And the federal government does such a fantastic job and managing money. And Joe Biden is burning through our currency, he's burning through our economy, he's burning through your children and grandchildren's future like there's no tomorrow. In addition to our debt, our own budget debt at $31.5 trillion, that's $31.5 trillion. Our off-book debt is over $250 trillion. In other words, it's an impossibility to even effectively address it now. You saw the reckless COVID spending. Now money's being used to push CRT. You saw the reckless spending on schools. $190 billion or so for schools. Where's it gone? Hasn't even all been spent yet. So they used the pandemic to grow the size and the wealth of the federal government to empower themselves and the government to create precedents for power grabbing, even in your homes and your businesses and your jobs and every other respect. And they don't want to give these powers up. And this student loan welfare, that's what it is. It's not a forgiveness, it's welfare. 
can cost anywhere from $400 billion to a trillion dollars. People who took out loans for school, and yet you don't have to spend that money for school. You can spend that money on cars. You can spend that money on vacations. You can go to Las Vegas and gamble. You can do whatever you want with that money. There's no requirement that you actually spend it on education. And they took out these loans, and now the rest of us are supposed to pay for them, and your children and grandchildren on top of it. The Democrats are pushing this, and Biden's pushing this, because they view college age, that is millennials in colleges, as part of their base. Remember what I said, always remember the power when the Democrats are acting. They redistribute wealth to their base. They do no oversight of their donor class, of Soros, of trial lawyers, of colleges and universities that produce brainwashed radical leftists for the Democrats. This is where their tenured Marxist professors are. This is where they have found a home. So there's certain institutions and certain individuals and groups of individuals in this country under the Democrats that are immune, that are to be subsidized, subsidized, receive welfare in effect from you. If somebody took out a loan and they can't afford it, that's their problem. Do you think the government should go through and pay off everybody's mortgage? you think they ought to go through and pay off everybody's car loan? you think they ought to go through and pay off everybody's credit card? I mean, there'd be nothing left of this society. Zero. On top of it, what about responsibility? Why should somebody who wasn't involved in taking out a loan didn't go through the process, didn't make representations to banks and so forth. Why should they be on the hook? But there's even a bigger reason. And that's the United States Constitution. Show me anywhere in the United States Constitution, anywhere, anywhere, where the President of the United States has the power to forgive $400 billion in debt. Go to Article 2, read it. Read it. But go to Article 1, Section 8, the powers of Congress. This is considered the spending clause. The debt clause. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes and duties, imposts and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare for the United States, to borrow money on credit of the United States, and it goes on. The president doesn't have any powers of this kind, none. And so when Joe Biden issues an executive order giving up debt that is owed to the United States taxpayer. That is an unconstitutional act. That is a fascistic act by an out-of-control man who thinks he's got this kind of power. He signs executive orders left and right. And of course, he's cheered by the Marxists in the country, whether they be historians or media types, 
or nut jobs in Congress. They hate the Constitution to begin with. But then they claim the Constitution gives gives a president these kinds of dictatorial powers. That all he has to do is have a staffer write up an executive order and sign it, and poof, $400 billion disappears from the books of those who took out the loans, and then they reappear as debt owed by the taxpayer to him or herself. Imagine the president this sends. Where's separation of powers? That's the great strength of our system. Separation of powers. And it's also, it's also the area where the left keeps attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking. They want to change the voting system so they can never lose a presidential election. They want to turn this into a autocracy, even though they pretend otherwise. They use the language of we the people, as every fascistic or Marxist regime does. Representative Rashida Tlaib is an American-hating, reprobate Marxist, not to mention an anti-Semite. Ayanna Presley is an American-hating Marxist. Sheila Jackson Lee is just as dumb as they come. Cory Bush, another American-hating Marxist. And they demand that you pay their debts. And the debts of everybody else. And of course the consequences of this is colleges and universities, they make out like bandits. Wow, not only does the federal government take over the student loan system, which means there's almost no checks and balances, but now the federal government's going to dismiss student, student debt, or they're going to pay for it is, is what they're really going to do. Meaning the American taxpayer is going to be on the hook. Not just for the loans that are made, but for dismissing the loans. Where is this money going to come from? Doesn't matter. Because the Democrat Party and the rhinos, they're all about demand, not supply. Some group makes a demand. And they meet the demand. Well, what about the supply? of work, the supply of money, the taxpayer, doesn't matter. Their economics only goes one way, the demand, not the supply. And meanwhile, these colleges and universities are indoctrinating children to turn on their families, to turn on their history, to turn on their country. That's what was in the streets in 2020 in the summer. And somehow... You're compelled to pay for all of it. We have an elected Congress. We have representatives for a reason. We have a Constitution for a reason. This 80-year-old, low-IQ, street-hack politician Biden rolls it all. The entire ideology of the left is an insurrection. The entire ideology. And we the people are supposed to have no say whatsoever. None. They just decide. The moron signs an executive order and you're on the hook. No congressional hearings. No committee votes. No participation by the American people. 
He just sits there and signs an executive order. Here's Rashida Tlaib in front of the Supreme Court today. Cut 12, go. And just know this. I've seen things come and go, you know, when folks uh, come in office, come and go. But movement people don't go nowhere, right? They can change hands. They can, this unhinged Supreme Court can make all these decisions, but we're not going anywhere. And we're going to continue to speak that truth. Again, the President of the United States, I hope they can hear me, does have the legal authority to cancel debt. She's an idiot. She has no idea what she's talking about. But look how they talk about the Supreme Court. So the Democrats have destroyed respect for all of our institutions until they take them over. Then you won't be able to criticize them. The unhinged Supreme Court. Now, she's not inciting violence against justices, is she? She's not inciting an insurrection against the Supreme Court, is she? No, no, no. Sweet Rashida Tlaib. Then we have Ayanna Presley. Cut 13, go. With the stroke of a pen and clear legal authority, he responded. The stroke of a pen and clear legal authority, Biden responded. In one sentence, she just described a dictator. But she's another one. She's a moron. Go ahead. With the stroke of a pen and clear legal authority, he responded. He canceled student debt. But callous and spiteful Republican officials, disconnected from the hardship of everyday folks, who are burdened by this debt, those Republican officials and corporate interests across our nation just couldn't leave well enough alone. They saw the transformative power of folks from every walk of life, unburdened by student debt, and instead, they chose obstruction. This is an obnoxious, loudmouth Marxist. So we are disconnected from the hardship of everyday folks. So in other words, everyday folks are radical Democrats, college students, formally, graduate students, formally, medical students, lawyers, whatever, who took out loans voluntarily. Nobody held a gun to their head. And those poor people are suffering because of what they did. And you are not the common folks, you see. And she dragged her ass to Palestine, Ohio, to check out common folks? Of course not. Common folks, you see, they're the common folks. And you're all rich. That's how this works when it comes to Marxists. And they sound like Marxists, don't they? Their voices, their drama, their propaganda... With a stroke of a pen and clear legal authority, Biden responded. Well, guess what? You're not allowed to, with a stroke of a pen, cancel $400 billion to a $1 trillion in debt. And what about all the people who paid off their debt? Well, too damn bad. All the people who followed the law, too damn bad. All the people who are suffering right now that don't have student debt with gasoline prices, 
with inflation, with the labor market, with food prices. Those aren't common people. I've got a lot more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. Let me show you how this works. Early in our history, we had presidents who founded the country, and several of them actually participated in the Constitutional Convention. They're very strict about federal versus state authority what the feds could spend money on and what the states could spend money on. And they were very careful in limiting the authority of the federal government. Then comes last century, uh, and I'm doing this quickly, where the massive explosion of federal programs, Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, big time, and then, of course, the New Deal, where the court was threatened, and the court was threatened with being packed, and then uh, then they basically adopted almost everything that Franklin Roosevelt wanted after he replaced every court member. So then there was a big debate over federal versus state authority, and the feds just started crushing the states. Started giving them grants, and contracts, interfering in education, and all that. This is different. Now, this is separation of powers. It's not even a matter between the feds and the states. We now have a president who is assuming the key function of Congress when it comes to spending and debt. It's unbelievable. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. 
Magba then, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. I won't go too much in the weeds, but the, the radical left justices on the Supreme Court are saying the, the, these six states and the two other plaintiffs, they don't have standing. They don't have standing. And what they're really looking is two 1923 cases, Massachusetts versus Mellon and Frotham versus Mellon. And there the Supreme Court limited the ability of state governments and individuals to challenge grants. So they're saying, in this case, there's really no standing to challenge debt or debt forgiveness because the states don't have any direct interest in this and neither do the plaintiffs. They're not directly affected. Now, what's interesting about this, I don't have many federal colleges. There are some mostly linked to the military, but almost all of these colleges and universities have state grants of some sort or another, the vast majority of them. So they are state institutions. So the federal government nationalizes the student loan program. The federal government then claims... Well, the states, excuse me, these leftists on the Supreme Court and the Biden administration, that these states don't have standing when it comes to their own institutions. That it's just the feds involved here. And and in any event, the interest of these attorneys general and these plaintiffs, it's speculative. But what they don't say is that the court has allowed challenges to some Uh, Programs where states and individuals demonstrate sufficient potential uh, injury. So potential injury. Otherwise, there'd never be any ability to challenge the constitutionality of anything. The court can't do it itself. And here it is so obvious. This isn't a debate over the scope of the spending clause when it comes to the federal government generally. Uh, or what the definition of commerce is under the Commerce Clause. This is a raw power grab by a president from Congress over control respecting spending and debt. Core functions of Congress under Article One. No such function under Article Two. No such power under any reading of any precedent coming out of the New Deal and the Supreme Court. And Biden knows it. Because the Democrats used to say that they don't have the authority to do this. The Democrats used to say this. Here, Poppy Harlow on CNN actually actually understood this. She's talking to Miguel Cardona, Education Secretary. Cut 17, go. Even the president himself in a CNN uh, town hall in Milwaukee last year questioned and, and actually laid out the limits of his authority. Listen to this. I'm prepared to write off the $10,000 debt, um, but not fifty. Mr. President, let me ask you. Because I don't think I have the authority to do it by sign of the pen. Then Speaker Pelosi said this in 2001 about the limits, again, of what you can do without an act of Congress. Here she was. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That 
would have to be an act of Congress. She later said in 2022, actually, we do have this power. But you can see those are two key people in the administration and the then speaker saying there are limits to this authority. And that's the real legal question here. Yes, it really is. But they've changed their tune because they've changed their mind. Therefore, therefore, you see, ladies and gentlemen, the Constitution should change. The law should change. It did to accommodate Franklin Roosevelt. It did to accommodate Lyndon Johnson. And it should change to accommodate Joe Biden. Because all of our institutions should bend to the Democrats, don't you think? Here's Cory Bush, another malcontent, miscreant, reprobate Marxist. Cut 15, go. Biden's student debt relief, his student debt relief plan, it takes significant steps to reducing the racial wealth gap. And I'm going to address that. We know that black bars, specifically black women, carry the heaviest student debt burden. Oh, whoa, whoa, know- whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't this bizarre? So now it's a racist thing, you see. She says, you just heard her, black bars, specifically the black women, carry the heavy student debt burden. Now, that's very interesting. The complaint used to be that minorities couldn't get loans. Remember, Mr. Producer? Now the complaint is that minorities get too much in the form of loans, if I'm understanding her correctly. But this has nothing to do with pigmentation. Everything they, they spew, they want you to think it does, but it doesn't. How does deal with individuals taking out a loan? Does that now mean that the wealth gap, again, more Marxist pablum, more Marxist puke, the wealth gap. There's always a wealth gap. Is there not supposed to be a wealth gap? If there's not a wealth gap, we're all servants of the state. We all get paychecks from the state. Maybe we'll get a little bread, maybe we'll get a little rice, maybe, maybe some dirty water from time to time. They'll put the EPA in charge of it, and then we'll all starve, starve to death. The wealth gap. Who talks like this? The wealth gap. Some people may work harder than others. Some people are more successful than others. Some people are smarter than others. Some are better entrepreneurs. Some people fail 20 times before they succeed. The wealth gap. From people who've never held a private sector job. It's unbelievable. As the people on the left almost never do. Schumer. Biden. Pelosi, the wealth gap. Can't have a wealth gap. And the irony, of course, is this isn't being done for race. This is being done for wealthier white liberals. That's what it's being done for. But regardless, there's no basis in federal constitutional law for this Unless you violate separation of powers. That's simple. And the more you violate separation of powers, the more you threaten to turn this republic to a centralized tyranny. And that's happening more and more and more. Let's listen to the Secretary of Education, Miguel Carona. 
Go ahead. As I visit and, and talk to folks, they need a little bit of help, just like the small businesses needed help. Like the corporations needed help 10 years ago. You know, they just need help to get back on their feet. The pandemic you know what's interesting was- about all that? I've always opposed all this quote-unquote help. I don't think the federal government should be involved in any of this. It's not its constitutional duty or even authority. Oh, this one needs help. Oh, that one needs help. Oh, that, that one and this one needs help. And blah, 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 blah. That's the problem with the, the McConnelloids and their hemorrhoids. Subsidizing the corporatists. It's the problem with the U.S. Chamber of No Commerce. Why do you think they have lobbyists just to protect their businesses? No, they want handouts. I oppose it all. I oppose it all. But that said, that still comes from a statute. That still comes from a budgetary act passed by Congress. That has nothing to do with this. This, I have a pen and I signed it, and so therefore, $400 billion, ah, nay, $1 trillion. No. No. And the court's responsibility is to protect the Constitution in order to protect this republic. And there are at least three justices on the Supreme Court who don't believe that. Including Justice Jackson, who can't define a woman. Including Justice Sotomayor. Including Justice Kagan. And they're looking for a technicality. In this case, it's not there standing. The court precedent is clear. If it's likely to have an impact. And clearly it's likely to have an impact on states because the tuitions are going to go through the roof even more than they are. So this is a racket with your money. It's a racket. It's a racket how much of your money is being used to subsidize and give welfare to left-wing organizations. It's a complete racket. I have a lot more to say in connection with this. That with a split Congress now, as the Federalist reports, the Democrats are taking their election takeover scheme to the states because they never stop. They hate America. They want power. They despise you. That's why the people in Palestine, Ohio, are ignored. That's why minority conservatives are called white supremacists. If you disagree with the Marxist line, if you don't fall in the line, you'll be censored, you'll get a scarlet letter, you'll be fired, and on and on and on. Does that sound like a free country to you? We are less free today than ever before. Now, last time I said that, we had geniuses right. what about the slaves? What about the slaves, they ask? You know what's interesting about that? Slavery would not have been possible. But for government, sanctifying it and protecting it. Slavery would not have been possible. But for the court system, protecting it. Slavery is not part of the conservative philosophy. It's quite the opposite. Slavery is not part of capitalism, even though they've tried to tie it to, tie it to capitalism. It's quite the opposite. Conservatives believe in individual liberty, not for some, but for all. 
Except criminals, of course. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. the Federalist, Sean Fleetwood, after failing to orchestrate a federal takeover of state election administration two years ago, Democrats are back with their newest strategy to seize control of America's electoral process. Is the RNC ready to fight this? The Republican Lawyers Association, is anybody even paying attention to this? In blue state legislatures, leftists are working to advance election bills that seek to dramatically overhaul state elections by enshrining Democrat-backed voting practices in the law. The widespread effort is an attempt to implement National Democrats' H.R. 1 policies in states across the country. Deceptively labeled the For the People Act, H.R. 1 was a bill supported by Congressional Democrats and Joe Biden. As you know, during the early months of 2021, It was a concentrated bid by Democrats to cement many of the unsecured practices used throughout the 2020 election into federal law and allow the federal government to oversee and control the electoral process. The measures, many changes to election administration, include provisions effectively banning voter ID, mandating universal mail-in balloting, legalizing widespread use of ballot drop boxes, among others. The bill furthermore violates core principles of the Constitution such as the Elections Clause of Article 1 and the Electors Clause of Article 2, which stipulate that the states, not the federal government, are tasked with administering and overseeing elections. So House Democrats did pass H.R. 1. Senate Republicans effectively killed the measure once it arrived in the Senate. In typical hyperbolic fashion, Biden, legacy media's so-called unifier-in-chief, proceeded to accuse the Senate GOP of supporting a Jim Crow era voter suppression for opposing his party's takeover state election administration. So now with Republican control of the House, nullifying H.R. 1's prospects of passage for at least the next two years, Democrats at the state level have taken it upon themselves to advance some of the bill's core objectives in the respective legislatures. Here's some examples. New Mexico where Democrats enjoy trifecta control of the government. Leftist politicos are working to ram through HB4 before the end of 2023 legislative session. The measure seeks to expand the use of mail-in voting by creating a, quote, voluntary permanent absentee voter list, unquote, 
where county clerks, quote, automatically send a mail ballot to the mailing address listed on a voter registration certificate each time there's a statewide election that includes his precinct. Use of such a system closely mirrors lax, no excuse, absentee voting, and indefinite confinement rules that Democrats popularized around the country under the guise of COVID emergency to the detriment of election integrity. Have you noticed every proposal by the Democrats is filled with fraud or the possibility of fraud, and then when you raise it, oh, prove it, prove it. They institutionalize fraud. Additionally, the bill also aims to expand the use of ballot drop boxes by requiring counties to have a minimum of two boxes within their jurisdiction. It also includes a provision permitting convicted felons to register to vote after getting out of prison but before completing parole or probation. And prior analyses have shown most convicts register as Democrats rather than Republicans. I can promise you if it were the other way around, they wouldn't propose this. Look at the... Oh, and that passed the state's house 41 to 26. It's now going to the Senate in New Mexico. They all learned from California. When California got a majority in the governorship, they changed the voting system. And, of course, they redistricted in a way the Republicans couldn't win. They changed the voting system. They took a state that had been voting very often Republican for president. I think the only year from 1952 till 1992 that it didn't vote Republican is when Barry Goldwater was running for president. And so you see the change of Minnesota Democrats doing Similar things with Governor Tim Waltz. He's been uh, giving illegal aliens the ability to obtain driver's licenses. So Minnesota, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Wisconsin, New Mexico. Yeah, right. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number is 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-1. Now, I speak for myself here again. I don't speak for any of the uh, companies I work for or with, ever, actually. Nobody contacts me and tells me what to say or what not to say. There was a piece in the Washington Compost this morning by Aaron Blake. Aaron Blake, in my view, is a fraud and a phony. I guess that's why he works for the Washington Compost. And in this piece entitled Rupert Murdoch's Big Admission About Fox News. Now, I'm not going to go into all this. But I explained to you the other day, when an individual or a company or group is involved in litigation, lawyers rightly tell the individual, 
the business or the group, don't speak publicly or don't speak to the press or whatever. That's what they would say. That's what they do say. Why? They say that because you speak in a courtroom. That's the goal, to speak in a courtroom. So lawyers, on behalf of their parties, they file stuff. They file stuff that looks in the best, puts their client in the best light and their opponents in the worst light. So they file, there's a response, there's a response to the filing, depending on what level the litigation's in, this is in criminal and civil court, their motions, filings, there's all kinds of stuff. Now the Washington Post knows this, it's been sued. All the news groups know this. They're fully aware of this. But in the case of Aaron Blake. Earlier today, he wrote this. Sidney Powell spouted the claim repeatedly on Bartiromas, Dobbs, Piros, and Mark Levin shows. What claim? What claim? About the credibility of the voting machines or non-credibility. And I read that earlier today and I said... I never discussed that with Sidney Powell on Fox. The last time I had her on and we looked was in 2019, well before the election. So apparently he puts in a update at the bottom of the article, mentioning, oh, that I had interviewed Sidney Powell on radio. Well, that's true. But Sidney Powell promoted whatever she promoted... And the fact is, when she took a left turn on this stuff, I cut her off. Remember that, Mr. Producer? So even when referencing the radio, he doesn't get it right. Now, here's the thing that none of them are reporting. Not one of them. Not NBC. Excuse me, not Washington Post. Not media. None of them. It was the Democrats who were questioning machine voting, including this company, prior to the election. NBC News did a whole segment on it. There was some expert at one of the universities who did a whole study on it. You had Democrats in Congress, I believe Elizabeth Warren was one of them, I can go back and check, who said she didn't trust the machines. And it goes on and on and on. Said media outlets. You had a college or colleges and universities. You had so-called experts. And Democrats questioning machines. How come none of them have been sued, Mr. Producer? How come none of them have been sued? If I'm a lawyer, and I am, why wouldn't I sue them all on behalf of my client? It's just a question I have. My focus throughout was the Constitution. My focus throughout was what was going on in Pennsylvania. It wasn't about ballots. wasn't about machines. wasn't about any of that stuff. And it remains that. And it's one of the things that 
the court's going to take up respecting North Carolina in this session, which the Democrats are all very nervous about. That is, Article 2 of the Constitution, which gives the power to the legislature, not to any court. There's nothing to do with machines. There's nothing to do with ballots. That's always been my focus. And we talked about it before, during, and after the election. But I do wonder about the selective choice when it comes to the issue of libel. Why does NBC get a pass? Why do certain Democrats get a pass? Why do certain universities and experts get a pass? Why is that? Why is that, Aaron, media, all the rest of them? I'm just curious. Now, Aaron Blake is getting a very, very bad reputation as a left-wing hack Another media reporter. That's what they call these left-wing hacks. And it wouldn't have been hard for him to originally determine and find out that I never did what he said. But the war, the hate for Fox knows no limitations. It's like the hate for Trump, oddly enough. Even though they don't appear to like one another. But it is very strange, because it wouldn't have taken Aaron Blake a long time just to ask. He's off by a year and a half. So I just point this out to you, ladies and gentlemen. And peppering briefs with out-of-context comments is a typical tactic of litigants and these news organizations should tell you that but they don't they should tell you that parties involved in litigation are told not to speak to the press but they don't tell you that they just want to create an aura around this so again I just point this out Uh, that Aaron Blake is a fraud and a phony. And uh, what he originally said was not true. And of course, correcting something later is better than not correcting it, but getting it right the first time is even better. But he didn't want to get it right. So he he didn't take the time to look. He's a lazy bastard, that's why. He's not the only one. You got an entire industry of nincompoops or lazy bastards who push an agenda an ideology I would ask Aaron Blake in the litigation that took place involving that young man who the Washington Post in my view smeared at the base of the Lincoln Memorial I wish I could remember his name Mr. Producer who brought that lawsuit There's the reason why the Washington Post doesn't release all information, including its confidentiality agreements. Why don't they release them? Can you look up his name quickly, Rich? That's it. Nicholas Salmon. Thank you. Nicholas Salmon. Is there a reason why the Washington Post doesn't release all of the 
confidential information, including its settlement? Yes, there is. But why doesn't it? What about that, Aaron? Should they? I think they should. By the way, I've got to do this before I forget. The governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. I was pretty tough on him last night. Well, after the show, my wife pulled me aside and she said, you know, he's done this, 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 and this. And he's actually been a pretty good governor. So being politely admonished, I just figured I would apologize to the governor. I was wrong, Governor Yonkin. So I put that out there. See, I'm I'm a humble person. I put that out there for Governor Yonkin and all the people listening. Governor, I hear what he said. So uh, I wanted to point that out as well. I stand corrected. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I touched on this uh, last evening, but didn't have enough time to pursue this because... This should not be a, uh, a passing piece of information. It's actually from the New York Slimes. And Hannah Dreyer, I want to give her credit. And maybe Maggot Hammerman can learn something from this. She traveled to Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, South Dakota, and Virginia for this story. Spoke to more than 100 migrant children in 20 states. It was almost midnight in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but inside the factory, everything was bright. A conveyor belt carried bags of Cheerios past a cluster of young workers. One was 15-year-old Carolina Yock, who came to the United States on her own last year to live with a relative she had never met. But every 10 seconds, she stuffed a sealed plastic bag of cereal into a passing yellow carton. It could be dangerous work with fast-moving pulleys and gears that had torn off fingers and ripped open a woman's scalp. The factory is full of underage workers like Carolina, who had crossed the southern border by themselves and were now spending late hours bent over hazardous machinery in violation of child labor laws. At nearby plants, other children were attending giant ovens to make chewy and 
Nature Valley granola bars, and packing bags of Lucky Charms and Cheetos, all of them working for the processing giant Heartside Food Solutions, which would ship these products around the country. Sometimes I get tired and feel sick, Carolina said after a shift in November. Her stomach often hurt, and she was unsure if that was because of the lack of sleep, the stress from incessant roar machines, or the worry she had for herself and her family in Guatemala. She said, but I'm getting used to it. These workers are part of a new economy of exploitation. Migrant children who've been coming into the United States without their parents in record numbers are ending up in some of the most punishing jobs in the country, a New York Times investigation found. The the shadow workforce extends across industries in every state, flouting child labor laws that have been in place for nearly a decade, excuse me, nearly a century. 12-year-old roofers in Florida and Tennessee, underage slaughterhouse workers in Delaware, Mississippi, North Carolina, children sawing planks of wood on overnight shifts in South Dakota. Largely from Central America, the children are driven by economic desperation that was worsened by the pandemic. This labor force has been slowly growing for almost a decade, but it was exploded since 2021. Exploded since 2021, while the system is meant to protect children have broken down. Biden hasn't signed any executive order on this. Time spoke with more than 100 migrant children workers in 20 states who described jobs that were grinding them into exhaustion. Fears that they'd become trapped in circumstances they never could have imagined. The Times examination also drew on court and inspection records and interviews with hundreds of lawyers, social workers, educators, law enforcement officials. In town after town, children scrub dishes late at night. They run milking machines in Vermont and deliver meals in New York City. They harvest coffee and build lava rock walls around vacation homes in Hawaii. Girls as young as 13 wash hotel sheets in Virginia. In many parts of the country, middle and high school teachers in English language learner programs say it's now common for all their students to rush off the long shifts after their classes end. Migrant child labor benefits both under-the-table operations and global corporations, the Times found. In L.A., children stitch Made in America tags in the J. Crew shirts. I thought J. Crew was uh, Michelle Obama's favorite uh, clothing wear, Mr. Producer. They bake dinner rolls sold at Walmart and Target. Processed milk used in Ben & Jerry's ice cream. Ben & Jerry's. Two Marxists. And help to bone chicken sold at Whole Foods. As recently as the fall, middle schoolers made Fruit of the Loom socks in Alabama and Michigan. Children made auto parts used by Ford and General Motors. Maybe now we know why Biden has the border wide open, ladies and gentlemen. The number of unaccompanied minors entering the United States climbed to as high as 130,000 last year. Three times what it was five years earlier. And this summer is expected to bring another wave. These are not children who have stolen into the country undetected. The federal government, a.k.a. the Biden administration, knows they are in the United States. The Department of Health and Human Services is responsible for ensuring sponsors will support them and protect them from trafficking or exploitation. Notice the most radical Democrats are in front of the Supreme Court demanding welfare for people who took out college loans. But they're not standing in front of the Department of Homeland Security or HHS or the White House demanding that these kids that these kids be tracked down and taken care of by the government that let them hear. Notice not a word from these bastards. 
But as more and more children have arrived, the Biden White House has ramped up demands on staffers to move the children quickly out of shelters and release them to adults. Caseworkers say they rush through vetting sponsors. HHS checks on all minors by calling them a month after they begin living with their sponsors. Data obtained by the Times showed that over the past two years, the agency could not reach more than 85,000 of the children. Overall, the agency lost immediate contact with a third of migrant children, a third of them. An HHA spokeswoman said the agency wanted to release children swiftly for the sake of their well-being, but did not compromise safety. Yes, they have. Far from home, many of these children are under intense pressure to earn money. They send cash back to their families while often being in debt to their sponsors for smuggling fees, rent, and living expenses. It's going to be a business for some of these sponsors, said Annette Pasquale, who left her job as a caseworker in Central Florida last year. She said she saw so many children put to work, found law enforcement officials unwilling to investigate these cases, and she largely stopped reporting them. Instead, she set up for explaining to the children that they were entitled to lunch breaks and overtime. Sponsors are required to send migrant children to school, and some students juggle classes and heavy workloads. Other children arrive to find that they've been misled by their sponsors and will not be enrolled in schools. The federal government hires child welfare agencies to track some of the minors who are deemed to be high risk. But caseworkers at those agencies said that HHS regularly ignored obvious signs of labor exploitation, a characterization the agency disputed. I want you to think about this. Biden has to know this. Kamala Harris has to know this. Certain cabinet secretaries absolutely know this. And now the whole world knows this, including the Democrat Party. Have you heard a single Democrat speak out about the border? Biden hasn't given a speech about this. Biden hasn't shown any concern about this. These children. Nothing. More when I return. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When Mark Levin speaks, the backbenchers take notes. Call in now, 877-381-3811. The Biden administration is hoping you'll forget what I'm reading. I hope that this, yes, credit where credit is due, this New York Times story won't get the attention it deserves. It has not. On NBC and CBS and ABC, it is not. On MSNBC and CNN. But I want to continue. Mr. Producer, let me know at the two-minute mark, please. In interviews with more than 60 caseworkers, most independently estimated that about two-thirds of all unaccompanied 
Migrant children ended up working full-time. A representative for Hearthside said the company relied on staffing agency to supply some workers for its plants in Grand Rapids, but conceded it had not required the agency to verify ages through a national system that checks Social Security numbers. Unaccompanied migrant children often obtained false ID to secure work. We're immediately implementing additional controls to reinforce our agencies, they say, of course, now that they've been caught. At Union High School in Grand Rapids, Carolina's ninth grade social studies teacher, Rick Angsman, has seen the toll that long shifts take on the students. One was working nights at a commercial laundry, began passing out in class from fatigue and was hospitalized twice, he said. Unable to stop working, she dropped out of school. She disappeared into oblivion, he said. It's the new child labor. You're taking children from another country and putting them in almost as indentured servants. And that's what's taking place. When Carolina left Guatemala, she had no real understanding of what she was heading toward, just the sense that she could not stay in her village any longer. There was not much electricity or water after the pandemic began, not much food. The only people who seemed to be getting by were the families living off remittance from relatives in the United States. She lived alone with a grandmother whose health began to fail. When neighbors started talking about heading north, she decided to join them, and she was 14. She said, I just kept walking. Carolina reached the U.S. border exhausted, weighing 84 pounds. Agent sent her to a HHS center in Arizona where a caseworker contacted her aunt, Marcelina Ramirez. Ms. Ramirez was at first reluctant. She already sponsored two other relatives and had three children of her own. They're living on $600 a week. She didn't know Carolina. When Carolina arrived in Grand Rapids last year, Ms. Ramirez told her she would go to school every morning and suggested she pick up evening shifts at Hearthside. She knew Carolina needed to send money back to her grandmother. She also believed it was good for young people to work. Child labor is the norm in rural Guatemala, and she herself had started working around the second grade. One of the nation's largest contract manufacturers, Hearthside makes and packages food for companies like Frito-Lay, General Mills, and Quaker Oats. I'll bet they have very robust ESG programs in those massive companies. It would be hard to find a cookie or a cracker aisle in any leading grocer that does not contain multiple products from Hearthside production facilities. General Mills, who brands include Cheerios, Lucky Charms, Nature Valley, said it recognized the seriousness of the situation. It was reviewing the Times findings. PepsiCo, which owns Frito-Lay and Quaker Oats, declined to comment. Three people who until last year worked at one of the biggest employment agencies in Grand Rapids, Forge Industrial Staffing, said Harside supervisors were sometimes made aware they were getting young-looking workers whose identities had been flagged as false. Hartside didn't care, said Nubia Malkara, a former Forge employee, said she had also worked at Harside as a minor. In a statement, Harside said, we do care deeply about this issue and we're concerned about the mischaracterization of Hartside. Kevin Thomas said he sought work through Forge after he arrived in Grand Rapids at the age of 13 with his seven-year-old brother. First, he was sent to a local manufacturer that made auto parts for Ford and GM. But his shift ended at 6.30 in the morning, so he couldn't stay awake in school, and he struggled to lift the heavy boxes. It's not that we want to be working these jobs. It's that we have to help our families, he said. By the time he was 15, 
Kevin had found a job at Hearthside stacking 50-pound cases of cereal on the same shift as Carolina. The growth of migrant labor in the United States, migrant child labor in the United States over the past several years, is a result of a chain of willful ignorance. Companies ignore the young faces in their back rooms and on their factory floors. Schools often decline to report apparent labor violations, believing it will hurt children more than help. And HHS behaves as if the migrant children who melt unseen into the country are doing just fine. As the government, we've turned a blind eye to the traffic, said Doug Gilmer, the head of the Birmingham, Alabama Office of Homeland Security Investigations. Federal agency that often becomes involved with immigration cases. Well, (coughs) you can read the rest of the article. There's a lot more here that's worth reading. And I have to ask you a serious question. How does Joe Biden get away with this? How does the Democrat Party get away with this? How do the media flax, like the Scarboroughs, Lawrence O'Donnell, and all the rest of them, Rachel Madcow, how do they get away with this? The late nine time comics that aren't even funny they said it has boomed child labor since 2021 and the reason it is is because we're not securing the border and we're not preventing this from happening we have a massive child labor industry in our country right now and the people who support it are the people when you confront them, who will denounce it? They're the Nancy Pelosi's and the Charles Schumer's. They're the Bernie Sanders and all the rest. They're the Marxists who walk around like they care about people while they're screaming about abortion and, and subsidizing student loans. Our government is doing this. Our government is doing it And Biden has to know we're doing it. HHS knows this is taking place. The number of young children coming into this country by themselves is so overwhelming the system. Cloward and Piven. And Biden knows it. And he doesn't give an S. He does not give an S. And they twist it all, say... Well, we're a nation of immigrants. These are refugees. They're looking for help. And this must be the reason why more and more major international corporations are supporting Democrats. This must be one of the reasons the U.S. Chamber of No Commerce is supporting more Democrats. This must be the major reason, among others, that they don't want to secure the border. And the labor unions are suckers. Absolute suckers for this. Suckers. Because they want the $36 billion in pension support that Biden gave the Teamsters. And the rest of us are sitting here wondering what the hell is going on. There is an affirmative policy in this country now under this president, 
to allow this to happen. Because he can put an end to this tomorrow by securing that border. Mr. Gilmer teared up as he recalled finding 13-year-olds working in meat plants, 12-year-olds working at suppliers for Hyundai and Kia, as documented last year by a Reuters investigation, and children who should have been in middle school working at commercial bakeries. We're encountering it here because we're looking for it here, Gilmer said. It's happening everywhere. Children have crossed the southern border on their own for decades, and since 2008, the U.S. has allowed non-Mexican minors to live with sponsors while they go through immigration proceedings, which can take several years. The, poli- the policy codified in anti-trafficking legislation is intended to prevent harm to children who would otherwise be turned away and left alone at the Mexican border. But around 2014, the arriving children began to climb and their circumstances were different. The smugglers, so forth and so on. Now 2021. Concerns piled up in summer 2021 at the Office of Refugee Resettlement, the HHS division responsible for unaccompanied minor children. In a memo in July 2021, 11 managers said they were worried that labor trafficking was increasing and complained to their bosses. The office had become one that rewards individuals for making quick releases and not one that rewards individuals for preventing unsafe releases. This is the reason the Trump administration wanted to make sure that the adults these kids were with were actually family. And they were attacked immediately by the Democrats, and now we know why. As separating children from adults. Because they were trying to determine if these people were sex traffickers or what they were. And speaking of that, this woman deserves a Pulitzer Prize. Not the phonies on Russia collusion. Not the gossip columnist dressed up as journalist. Not the maggot Habermans, the Jeremys and their Peters and, and all the rest. This woman, Hannah Dreyer, is an old-time reporter. She could be 30 years old for all I know. That's not my point. She's an old-time reporter. She traveled the country. She went and investigated. This is a matter of, of significant importance to the country. And these children, these poor children, tens of thousands of them, tens of thousands of them led into this country. And the Biden administration, just like with the EPA, is not doing its job at all. It's doing the opposite. It's facilitating this, which got me to thinking. Can you imagine if there were another Hannah Dreyer out there who decided to spend several months crossing America? looking into the sex trafficking that's taking place as a result of these kids coming across the border on their own? Can you imagine a story like that? That lays it out? We have multi-billion dollar news organizations, corporations. Whether it's the New York Times company, the Washington Post company, CBS, NBC, ABC with their their parent companies, they're massive. Can't they find one reporter like Hannah Dreyer? And we've got fools like Aaron Blake, who sits on his fat ass and writes slander. You got punks over there in Mediate, 
prebubescent morons. You've got commie punks over there in media matters and so forth. Is it not possible to get some real reporters again? People who care about their profession, people who care about getting the truth to the American people and alerting us to these things? Because Hannah Dreyer managed to do it. I don't know anything about her. Maybe she's written crap before, but this is important. Very important. The migrant children work brutal jobs across America. They're alone and they're exploited. And in 2021, it's massively increased under Biden's presidency, under his HHS. He's caused this. Where's Hakeem Jeffries? And then, as I said, can you imagine the sex trafficking, the molestation, the raping that's going on, the prostitution that's going on? If this is going on, the exploitation of children for work, the other's going on, too. It must be hell. It must be hellish. It must be unbelievable. Often these discussions we have here, whether it's child labor and things like that, they are never pointed out by the people who hate me and you and conservative talk. Instead, they're constantly looking to cherry-pick and create provocations and so forth and so on. That's why they don't matter. You matter. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Democrats want more and more power. The rhinos want more and more power, and they can't they can't competently manage the power that they have. It's really repulsive, the whole damn thing. District of Columbia, that would be Washington, passes bill into law allowing illegal immigrants, other non-citizens, to vote. To vote. This is what's happening. It's happening in major cities throughout America. The Democrats control these cities. It, they need the votes out of these cities to win elections. If they get enough, they can't be stopped. In Minnesota, the leftists there, they're giving illegal immigrants driver's licenses now. This is happening all over the country in Democrat states. Why? Because if you get rid of voter ID requirements, and anybody who shows up can vote, and they could just flash their voter ID, you're going to have people voting who shouldn't be voting. 
And I know people say big deal. It is a big deal. And the only reason the Democrats are doing this is because they intend to exploit it. So the, uh, the election system, the voting system, is being destroyed. I'll be right back. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government's share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number. 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building. We've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Rebecca Kisling was at a hearing today on the border. Very important hearing, and the Democrats, of course, try to make a mockery of it. They blame the Republicans for not securing the border. Now think about that. Who's the president? Who's in charge of the executive branch? This is actually one of the powers the president has. But the Democrats are only serious when they're grabbing power and undermining our society. This is no joke to Rebecca Kisling. She lost two sons to fentanyl poisoning. I want you to hear a little bit of what she had to say today. Testimony. Cut 19, go. This all started at the schools. And the law enforcement are doing all they can, but they usually don't have leads. You have to stop it from its source. Now, if we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. We have a weather balloon from China going across our country. Nobody died, and everybody's freaking out about it. But 100,000 die every year, and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. A hundred thousand Americans every year are having their children. Two hundred thousand, because it's both parents, right? Are having their children taken away from them. This should not be politicized. It's not about race. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. 
You see, you talk about welcoming those crossing our border, seeking protection. You're welcoming drug dealers across our border. You're giving them protection. You're not protecting our children. What a courageous lady. Imagine losing two kids to this. They weren't drug addicts. It was labeled as something that it wasn't. Cut 20, go. But there's thousands of parents who have lost their children every day. Faces are added. It's dehumanizing. It's demoralizing. There's parents who are, um, they paint the chairs purple. And they kind of make shrines for their children. And I see those purple chairs because purple is the, um, you know, color for a, a drug death. And I don't use the term drug overdose because this was not an overdose. This was murder. My children got fake Percocets that were fentanyl. There was no Percocet in it at all. And it's a homicide, not overdose. But they have these purple chairs. And I saw that and I thought, I don't ever want to have purple chairs. I don't need a reminder. I don't want to remember my sons for how they died. I want to remember them for how they lived. But I'm here testifying today because there are other people who need to remember. I don't need a purple chair in my house. Congress needs a purple chair. The White House needs a purple chair to never forget about all those who are being slaughtered. This is a war. Act like it. Do something. Act like it. Do something. God, I can't imagine the agony that poor lady's going through. Losing two sons like this. The fentanyl coming across the border. The communist Chinese are manufacturing it. They're offloading it to these drug cartels in Mexico. Uh, All they have to do is make it. Our border is so thoroughly porous. If we're not going to stop human beings from coming across the border, we're sure as hell not going to be able to stop drugs, illegal arms, and others from coming across. And I've already told you, we have drug cartel presence in every state, in every metropolitan area now. We've never seen anything like this before. And they control the southern border, and they outgun our our men and women in uniform on that border. This wasn't an accident. This didn't just happen. This administration has allowed this to happen. Until the day I die, I, I will be scratching my head on this. I understand that replacement theory to these people isn't a theory. It's reality. I understand we now see that they want child labor law, uh, child labor in order to win over these major corporations, and they've succeeded. Whatever the cost of the children, whatever the cost of the sex trafficking and all the rest, people are dying in this country. They don't care about law enforcement. They don't care about the rule of law. They don't care about putting criminals away generally. So this isn't going to move them to do a damn thing either. Instead, you go on these sites like Mediate and otherwise, it's all gossip crap. It's Trump 100% of the time. Mocking him, mocking Fox. 
Drudge Report, the same thing. These, what were to be these new media platforms, there's nothing new about them. Yellow journalism in a different form. It's as old as journalism itself. How many stories do they do like this? None. Sex trafficking, drug trafficking, fentanyl deaths. It's unbelievable what's taking place in this country. Violent crimes through the roof. Even the FBI director admitted this today with Brett Baird. It's through the roof. The United States used to be a safe place. Used to be a place where we respected law enforcement and law and order. Used to be a place that secured the border in order to protect the people. Used to be a place that respected our institutions and didn't try to distort and lie about our history from a racist Marxist perspective. Was a nation where a man was a man and a woman was a woman. And we didn't try and confuse people and we didn't sexualize little kids. It's a place that you know, used to celebrate success rather than celebrate the opposite and demand an end to the quote-unquote wage gap. It's unfair. Where people take out loans and they don't have to pay them back if they're Democrats for the most part. That's what the Democrat Party is doing to this country. Bernie Sanders said Joe Biden and he have unleashed the most <clears throat> progressive agenda, his words, since the New Deal. The more you spend, the more debt you create, the more redistribution of wealth, the further away you get from our founding, further away you get from capitalism, the humanity of individualism, unalienable rights, natural law, God-given law, the further away you get, the more you're celebrated. Bernie Sanders is an old-time communist. Joe Biden will do anything for Joe Biden. Half a century ago, Joe Biden was a racist and a segregationist, and he was proud of it. 1994, he claims to be the author of the most aggressive federal law enforcement law ever passed, he says. And because many of the civil rights groups and activists said it was targeting minorities, he runs for president this time around, and he distances himself from his own law. That's okay, because Joe Biden is a is a funnel through which they pour their agenda. He's delivered for the radical left. To deliver for the Democrat Party means undermining the country. Because the Democrat Party doesn't believe in America. How often does it talk up America, here or abroad? How often does it celebrate our institutions? How often does it embrace capitalism and prosperity and wealth creation? 
federalism, individualism, never. Never. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Clips for you, not because it's funny, but because it's humiliating that out of a nation this large, and of all the people who could be chosen to be president of the United States, our system picks this guy by hook or by crook. You know, past electorates rejected Joe Biden and rejected him resoundingly. In the 1980s and the 1990s. So that tells you the quality of the voter. Among other things. This is in Virginia Beach, Virginia today. Cut one, go. By the way, you docs are good. If there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. You know why? You guys let us, you guys make us, allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. I, I want to play this again because this is not a speech impediment. This is a man who is mentally declining, and everybody knows it. It is the greatest dishonest, it is the greatest fraud ever perpetrated on the American people. Do it again. By the way, you docs are good, but if there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. You know why? You guys let us, you guys make us, allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. Cut two, go. You say, well, how can that be, Joe? Well, right now, the government, our tax dollars pay out through Medicare the help for the prescription drugs. If they have to pay out $159,000 billion less for prescription drugs, then it reduces the deficit. Cut three, go. When I was at Walter Reed all that time after a couple of craniotomies, I was lying there, and I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson. First of all, he lies all the time. The guy's such a pathological liar. He just lies all the time. At the top, cut three, go. 
When I was at Walter Reed all that time, after a couple of craniotomies, I was lying there, and I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. <laughs> she'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand it, but she'd whisper, she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't knew the one I had the one comfortable. But I'm not joking. I don't know what you're doing, actually. I don't know what you're doing. I fear for my country. That's why he must be defeated next time around, despite all the the outrageous tactics being used by the Democrats in these various blue states. Notice McConnell never addresses this. McConnell demands that you choose the candidates he wants who will do what he says. And most of them are losers. But here we have McConnell and the Republicans all but silent about what the Democrats are doing in these states. In order to fix the outcome of the elections. And if you bring it up, of course, you're under attack. But I bring up whatever I think is truthful, and I'll continue to do it. And here he is again, doing the same thing he always does. Cut four, go. My plan that's uh, in stark contrast to, not, by the way, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans. But the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. No, they're not bad or good. They're just very, they're very different. You see, the MAGA Republicans are very different. Those would be the Republicans who vote for Trump. Those would be the Republicans who are not part of the Republican establishment. Those would be the Republicans like Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, and their ilk. Those Republicans are not normal, you know. What's interesting is I found a clip of this guy a few years back when he was running as vice president against Paul Ryan. And remember what he said, Mr. Producer? The Republican Party today is not your dad's Republican Party. That's what he said then. Of course, we know what the Democrat Party's become a racist, hate-filled, Marxist operation. That's what it's become. It's Bernie Sanders' party. But this MAGA Republican stuff, it has become for Biden a way to attack people, the kind of people who live in Palestine, Ohio, without saying so. The kind of people who live throughout the United States of America, who work hard, who pay their taxes, who make this country work, who don't have any special representatives in Washington for them, who are utterly ignored by the media in Washington, D.C., New York, and L.A., where the East Coast and the West Coast act like these people don't even exist, and yet you're the ones that put food in our our plates and on our table clothing on our back, roofs over our head, and cars under our feet. Go ahead. Two Republican parties. 
and I've served a long time. Some of my closest, as a joke goes, but not a joke, my closest friends in government have been my Republican colleagues in the Senate. Yeah, McConnell. folks in Congress, they want to eliminate a lot of health care coverage, those mega Republicans. Increased costs for millions of Americans. What, what is he talking about? Who's made these proposals and what proposal is he talking about? They just stole $300 billion. You hear my sponsor talk about this American commitment. They just stole $300 billion out of Medicare. They stole $770 billion out of Medicare to fund Obamacare. That's what they did. That's what he did. I'll be right back. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. Now, there's more here. We have uh, Biden at Black History Month, the last day, reception at the White House. Cut five, go. As the gospel song sings, we've come too far from where we started. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Remember when Hillary did that in some kind of dialect about a decade ago? So the Democrats know one gospel song. Go ahead. I don't think the good Lord brought us anything this far to leave us behind. We just have to remember. We just have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America, and there's nothing beyond our capacity. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So happy Black History Month. May God bless you all. May God bless you all. There's nothing beyond our capacity. And yet he trashes our country and its capacity all the time. Cut six, go. By the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> and then he goes on, you know what, this is a mostly Democrat activist audience, mostly African Americans, but they didn't bring people in, you know, from communities and so forth. These are mostly Democrat activists and elected politicians. This thing, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. You think that's funny, Rich? I don't, I, I don't know why he has to conduct himself this way. I really don't. He says the most inappropriate things. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Who talks like this? Who uses language like this? 
It just tells you where his head's at. It's head, his head is back where he used to be with the segregationists and racists. He's got a lot racist. He's got a lot of that in him. He still does. I don't think he's turned a corner on that. He does that which is politically efficient for his own legacy. It's all he cares about. It's just really pathetic. I was on Hannity last night, as you know. Not going to play all of it for you. But I will play one part. Here I am. I'm, I'm on there to talk about a number of things. But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself. The following. Cut seven. Go. I don't like to be lied to. They lied to us about Russia. They lied to us about COVID. They're lying to us about East Palestine. I don't like lies. Well, they do. And that's the problem. They have, you know, Sean, when you look at this, the pathological hatred for Donald Trump, it's truly sick. It's among the left. It's in the media. It's in part of the Republican establishment. I have never seen anything like this before. It is so appalling. And what did the man do other than get elected to office? Did many great things for many people in this country, particularly the middle class. He secured the border. He took on the Russians. He took on the Chinese and the Iranians. A very, very effective foreign policy. Uh, The economy was bustling along until the uh, Wuhan virus. And even even at the end, it was really uh, shooting up very, very nicely. Look at this man. And what the hell is it? I'll tell you what it is. They didn't expect him to win. They figured Hillary Clinton would be the third term for Obama. They'd push their radical Marxist agenda all across the country. And he stopped them. He stopped them by being president and he pushed back. And the Republicans go along with this. You look at McConnell with the uh, monstrous omnibus bill and the so-called infrastructure bill that has nothing to do with infrastructure. You see how they're wasting our COVID money on all kinds of stuff and so forth. And that really wasn't the topic. I just was thinking. While I'm sitting there, what the hell is this? Day in and day out, day in and day out. It really is incredible. I think when you think about it. Now, even though it's been disproven, by the Washington Post, by Glenn Kessler, a liberal. He looked at every relevant regulation, every possibly re- possible relevant regulation infecting railroads. He came up with the conclusion, did the Washington Post Kessler, it really was quite shocking, like this New York Times piece about migrant children, particularly during the Biden administration. He looks at the regulations at the time and he concludes that has nothing to do with what took place in Palestine, Ohio, on that rail car, which had an overheated ball bearing. I did not hear, I am told, uh, Joe uh, Scarborough, the boy from Deliverance, or his uh, wife apologize to Trump for their bold-faced, brazen lies, blaming Trump for what took place. But here is Chuck Schumer on the floor today. I don't mean drunk, some kind of stupor. No, I mean Chuck Schumer on the floor today, repeating the because that's what Schumer does. Cut nine, go. And it is so typical, so typical, Mr. President, for people like Donald Trump to do the bidding of special interests, cause harm to the American people, 
That's what he did when he loosened railroad regulations and then point the finger at someone else when something terrible happens. That's just what he did here. It just doesn't wash. The American people see right through it. What is he talking about? <laughs> the Democrats will say anything. They will say anything and they will do anything. Here's another one. Pete Buttigieg. Why won't Biden go and visit these people? Well, we know why, because he's not welcome. They detest him, and I don't blame them. And there's nothing political in it for him. He's not part of their base. And these people destroy the narrative that's pushed by the left. These railroad tracks go through a community that's not minority. And they don't have a civil rights group representing them. And they don't have any voices representing them in the media. Except Fox and talk radio and so But you know what I mean. In the usual media. Here's Buttigieg with uh, Sour Lemon. Cut 10, go. And now that you have been to East Palestine and you've seen the devastation firsthand, it's his decision ultimately. But I have to ask you, do you think that the president, President Biden, should visit and speak with families there? Well, what I know is he's been very concerned uh, throughout this process about uh, what the people of East Palestine are going through. Uh, I think also a, a visit of that level can uh, can sometimes uh, have a, a lot of disruptive effects, so it would need to be thought of carefully. But I'm certainly glad that I went. Uh, Michael Regan, our EPA administrator, uh, has been there twice and I think is preparing for a third visit. And what disruptive effects would it have? I'm just curious, what disruptive effects would it have none we know he went to the southern border but not before they turned it into the Potemkin village cleaned it out you know Potemkin village it's it's one of these things where the uh, behind the iron curtain the communists used to put up these these fraudulent fake facades of things going well in a town I remember when I was a kid, I was on a trip. We went uh, through Checkpoint Charlie into East Germany. They would take you on these controlled bus tours. And I was too young to know better, and I was mocking the, the tour, the East German who was uh, telling us all the phony stuff going on. And they wouldn't take us more than five blocks. And she would say, here you can get souvenirs, here you can get a cup of coffee and a, and a roll and so forth. Like, these are the sort of things you can do in East Germany. So I said to her, how about you drive us five miles over there? And she, of course, ignored me. But behind me on my shelf, and if I ever decide to do video here, is one of the handmade dolls they had at the souvenir shop. It's pathetic. It was obviously made by somebody under horrific circumstances. Under horrific circumstances. So I bought it to keep it on the shelf. And the box it came in was so deplorable, it didn't hold together. It was sort of a handmade cardboard box. And you could see the whole the whole. The visit was fake. It was completely fake. And that's what you have when it comes to Biden going to the southern border. And I think what Buttigieg means, but he doesn't mean to say it, is we don't have time to make 
Palestine look like a Potemkin village to send Joe down there to say, see all the wonderful things that we've done. We don't have time for that. So Joe's not going to actually go there and look. He's not going to go there. No. Have you ever had a president that hasn't gone to a place? I mean, it's, it's absolutely shocking. And I thought it was fantastic that President Trump went there. And he re- really was a shot in the arm to the people there. I think it was fantastic. I'll be right back. Lovin. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty, and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Dave Cumberland, Maryland, Sirius Satellite. Dave, how are you, sir? Sir, yeah. Thank you, uh, Mark. I appreciate you taking my call. You bet. Hey, uh, two things. First, real quick, I'm 63 and I'm working two different jobs. The second job is to help a friend who took a real bad hit with the COVID uh, situation, losing uh, employees and trying to help get back on the feet. But the reason I'm calling actually is in my hometown, around 19,000 people. The county's around 68,000. One of the businesses here uh, has laid off 100 people. Some of them Mm. received severance pay. But the owners were saying that they're trying to cut back on uh, cost. And on the same date, they hired 25 new employees. Not one of them spoke English. And I don't hear this talked about at all of what's going on internally in this nation or in our the heartland of this country. I think it's going on, but we don't hear anything about it. But I think they're sneaking in. The, the administration is allowing us to go after other things as main topics. I think this is very important. I touched on it, maybe not enough, last week. 1.9 million American citizens uh dropped out of the workforce, and you're talking about severance, and that would count as that, although not willingly. And two million recent immigrants have effectively replaced them, statistically, and as you're pointing out, in reality, in your small town. And this is going on all over the country now. You're exactly right. And what about all these migrant kids being abused like this? What do you think of that? Uh, Yeah. They're wagging the tail to disrupt our train where we need to be focused on. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Dave, 
Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMAL. David, go right ahead, please. Hello, are you there? I only have 50 seconds. David, are you there? Did somebody grab David? Did he go to dinner? What happened? All right, let me take one blind here, guys. Let's go to caller number four, whose name I don't even know. May I help you, please? What do you want to talk to Mark about? Hello? What do you want to talk to Mark about? Caller one, what do you want to talk to Mark about? All right, let's let's move along. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters and emergency personnel, our truckers, the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine. God bless you. And America, I will see you tomorrow, I hope. God bless you. Take care.